Danger Hour is back. I am your fancy pants host, Jamesy Poos. Let's take another audio adventure through podcast land. We will chart the unknown. We will uncover secrets. We will do things and stuff. And so much more. Well, well, well. Look who finally decided to show up. Uh, excuse me, I don't answer to you. If, uh, if I'm taking a little break from podcasting, you just sit your ass down and you wait for my return. James, you still podcast every week. What? Now it's every three months. You fuck. Oh, wow. What's up your ass? I'm just, you know, there. You have lots of listeners, James, around the whole globe, and maybe some of them are worried that something might have happened to you or something. Oh, are you worried about me? No, not me, James. I'm probably someone else that isn't me. Oh, I see. No, I'm doing just fine. I've been living my best life. <laughs> Is that the newest expression among the pop cultures? I've been hearing that quite often, like on podcasts and radio and shit like that. He's living his best life. And it's like, oh, shut the fuck up. I really hate when something stupid is is said and then it starts getting picked up by all these people and then it becomes a thing. God, I feel like a cranky old bastard. Anyway, uh, speaking of pop culture, boy, I, I just came from the pop culture hub. That's right. None other than Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Am I all in? It feels like I sold my soul long ago. Here I go, making the trip to Starbucks. You know, the biggest, one of the biggest drug dealers in the whole country, Starbucks. They got everybody hooked, huh? And I don't even think it's on the caffeine anymore. I think it's all the sugar they put in the drinks. You've seen all these fancy pants drinks with the, with the stupid slurpy lids on top to have the whipped cream. <laughs> but not me, man. I keep it old school. Straight black. Iced coffee. Maybe that's like a little gay to have the iced portion. The real men just get black coffee steaming hot. That's what my grandfather used to drink. Piping fucking hot. Black. Every time. And I used to, when I was a little kid, I used to look at him with his black coffee. Thinking like, man, that's pretty fucking tough. <laughs> He's a real man. Meanwhile, my father has like this, you know, really like, uh, he says, I like my, I like my coffee like I like my women. Blonde. It's like, really, man? You look at my grandfather's cup of fucking black, intimidating coffee, and then you look over my dad's cup. <laughs> it looks all sweet and delicate. I can't, I don't know, I can't respect you if you're a man and you have a light-colored coffee on your, on your, uh, in your cup. <sighs> so I trained myself purposely to really appreciate the flavor of coffee because of my grandfather, I guess, and because I didn't want to be, I kind of wanted to simplify things. It's really easy if you someone pours you some coffee. Oh, how do you take it? Just black? Easy. Until you go to Starbucks and... Are you sure you don't want it? There's nothing else you want in it? Just black? You really just want the coffee? <laughs> Is there something wrong with you? I don't even think people like the taste of coffee. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'd say if you put 10 people and you put just black coffee in front of all 10 of those people, I, I'd say one of them will actually like it. The rest of them are like, oh, this is gross. I don't like it. I did the same thing when it comes to drinking. 
I trained myself to appreciate whiskey. And now I can enjoy whiskey just by itself, like a gentleman. <laughs> because I was that little bitch, I guess, when I was a teenager and I didn't care for, uh, for different alcohols. I'd be like, do you have any, uh, do you have a, a Cape Cod? Do you have any cranberry juice? Like, no, we don't have any cranberry juice. We got, we got beer. I don't, I don't like beer. Do you, ha- do you have anything like to mix? What do you, what do you have? Do you have vodka? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now I, I train, I train, I train myself to be a real man, and also simple. But it's not really simple, is it, ladies and gentlemen? It's a classic. That's right. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. And there's a reason why this shit is classic. Coffee, black. You know, whiskey on the rocks or even neat. I don't give a fuck. I'll take it. A black suit. These things will never go out of style. It's easy. But James, what fun is it? It's not about being fun. Life isn't fun, asshole. All right, sorry. I'm getting way ahead of myself. The whole reason I brought up Starbucks is because I wanted to teach you guys some hacks. Now, this company has these little stupid things about it where they can fuck you with money, okay? I guess it's just one hack. (laughs) I'm not going to give you a whole list here. This is just something that I've learned. And honestly, it's probably a waste of time because I'm sure all of you listening probably drink your fancy pants fluffy drinks from Starbucks, so this is not going to help you. But if you're one of that, if you're that one guy in the group of 10, you know, the real cool guy, like myself, that can appreciate black coffee, I'll tell you this. Now, there are days when I really need a pick-me-up because I'm dragging ass because I don't get much sleep because I'm an idiot. I like living my best life. (laughs) And that involves watching shows on Netflix at night when the kids go to bed. And I go to bed at midnight and I got to wake up at 5, 5.30. So, yeah, I do it to myself. Anyway, so some days after work, I stop into Starbucks and I want to get like a major shot of caffeine, wake myself up. So I'll get a quad shot. If you're unfamiliar with this drink, it's just pretty much four shots of espresso and I get it over ice. And then I just add water in a grande cup. This drink will kick you in the fucking teeth. It's pretty strong. Not many people I think will, uh, will like the taste. Sometimes I don't really care for the taste. You kind of got, got to get past it because sometimes they make it really strong. But uh, I kind of like the pain. Maybe I'm like a masochist. I just like the pain of it. <laughs> it makes me feel like I'm getting my dollar's worth, you know, or like I'm actually doing something to help wake myself up. Anyway, it's like when you order a drink, uh, an alcoholic beverage, and you don't taste any booze. It's like, what the fuck? You feel like you wasted your money. So this, this really makes you feel like, all right, I paid for something and I got something. So this is what they do. This is what I've learned. This one time, and this drink costs $2.95, which seems like kind of a lot. But if you go and you get drinks from Starbucks, it's not very expensive. So uh, this one time, this girl goes, oh, so you just want an Americano. And I was like, oh, is that what it's called? Yeah, it's called an Americano. I was like, all right, I guess I'll take an Americano. So she, she deletes my order of the quad shot, which is $2.95, and she inputs the Americano in the same size cup, same amount of uh, espressos. 
and this and ice and water the same the same ingredients it's just called americano instead of a quad shot on ice at water right the fucking drink goes up like a dollar <laughs> i was like uh at this point it was too late to say anything and i was like oh well, i see what's happening here and so every time i go in now i order the quad shot and a couple times people like the the girls be like oh do you want americano i'm like and then they start deleting the quad shot and entering americano in there and the price goes up dollar. i go no 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 i don't want an americano i'd like a quad shot on ice add water but that's an americano i was like yeah i know but you'll charge me more if you put americano in that machine A part of me feels like a smug asshole. A part of me feels like, ha, 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 fuck you. I found the loophole, man. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I even asked somebody one time. Because for the most part in life, I don't like going out of my way and making conversation that's not necessary. Because in the end, it doesn't matter. Because in the end, they're just the fucking worker pressing buttons and, you know, filling cups with coffee. They don't give a shit. So I'll just save my breath. But this one time I asked someone, hey, I noticed that when I asked for an Americana, you charged me more money. I'm like, why is that if it's the same, if it's the same drink? <laughs> you know what? I don't know. <laughs> so there, there you go. Just, uh, I don't know if this will apply to you, but maybe they, this whole thing can work for you in whatever stupid drink you order. Maybe you can get away with something. Because, uh, you know, if you add that up, it equals to a whole lot of money. Drink as much coffee as I do. My wife always tells me, why don't you join the Starbucks club? You go there all the time. I was like, I don't want to join the Starbucks club. But you get you get, you get coupons and deals. I'm like, I, I don't want to be on the grid even more than I already am. I don't want more fucking cards and accounts. Would you like to sign up for that Starbucks rewards card? Or the fuck it's called. You get benefits. No, I don't want it. Everywhere you go, everybody's got their own card. Ugh. <sighs> What they're doing is they're just keeping a profile on you and they're trying to see your spending habits so they can better market to you. It's a complex algorithm they're doing, okay? Now, it's not an accident when you go on Amazon and you clicky, clicky, typey, typey, I want to find assless chaps. You type that in, oh, these assless chaps look nice. And then, you know, you click on this, you click on that, next thing you know, you go on the Facebooks and all of a sudden there's a fucking ad somewhere in the corner for assless chaps oh what are the odds there are no odds <laughs> it's house house rules they're winning oh god get out the tinfoil hats everybody but it's true i'm telling you you know it come on you're not stupid you know it you want this uh oh man and you know what i heard about this alexa is that what it's called alexa the thing that's in your house that listens to you all the time. It's fucking creepy. Please don't do that, everybody. Don't get the Googles or the Alexa. Is that her name? Alexa? Alexa, make me French toast. Making French toast. Is that Alexa? I'm so fucking out of it, everybody. I really do feel like an old fuck that's way... I, I'm already 34, but I feel like I'm already... I'm way behind in the race. Technology and everyone else is way ahead of me. And I'm like, yeah, I'll just I'll catch up. But you know what? I'm never going to catch up. I'm just going to lag behind until I slowly die. Jesus. That's pretty grim. Uh, what the hell was I saying? Oh, don't, don't have those things in your house, all right? They're just uh, they're listening to you. They're picking out different words. The AI fucking bot, uh, it's learning, and it's learning all your habits, and it's going to find the perfect way to get rid of you. 
Uh, probably not that far, but they're just. Oh, did you hear about that story on a related note? That Alexa heard someone talking, like a couple, a wife and her and the husband. Someone was telling, you know, how you bitch about your day at work. So someone was bitching about their people at work and about their boss and blah, blah, blah. And I guess naming names, maybe said email. And all of a sudden, a fucking email got sent to all the names they were talking about. <laughs> the whole conversation was documented. You know, I'm just going to slowly back away from this conversation because I think I feel all of you guys getting nervous and I'm getting nervous myself. Let's just uh, change up the subject, shall we? Uh, today is Monday. It's uh, October. Hold on. 8th, 2018, the year of our Lord. And I'm currently missing, it's about 5, it's after 5 o'clock, I'm currently missing the Dodger game. Four, game 4 against the Braves for the division. That's right. They fucking blew it last night. But, uh, you know, they're up 2. They win it today, they win it. So, uh, literally, the game could be over. Oh, the game is already over. They started at one thirty, And I've tried to avoid social media as best as I could. So nobody will spoil it for me. That's a new thing now. Everybody spoils everything. Uh, yeah, fucking social media. James, you're heading back towards that conversation. Yeah, I know. I'm going to slowly back away again. Don't get me riled up. But yeah, uh, so I got the game to look forward to. The wife and the kids are gone. So instead of enjoying the game by myself, I'm uh, you know, trying to entertain you assholes. So, geez, how selfless of me putting my happiness aside for yours. <laughs> I mean... You talk about swell people in this world. Uh, I'm way up there on the list. Anywho. Yeah, we've all been uh, real big into baseball, my whole family and I. People will come, Ray. People will most certainly come to watch baseball. Oh, yes, people will come, Ray. What movie's that from for 10 cool points? Quick! Um, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, James! No, way off. Although I think there was a field in that movie. The field of uh, <clears throat> dreams. I'm not following James. Oh, God. Is it uh, what dreams may come? No. No, I just told you. It's field of dreams. Oh, I've never seen that, James. Oh, Jesus. People will come, Ray. People most certainly come to watch baseball. Oh, yeah. Isn't that the one that goes... When it goes... Ch -ch -ch. <laughs> no. That's the one that goes... If you build it, it will come. I know James like whispering and stuff. Yeah, he goes, he goes. Ch -ch -ch no, it's a different. Forget it. I'm fucking tired of talking to you. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we've been big into baseball. Um, so I, I will enjoy the game later with my family. You know, and how can I do that, everybody? I am so big into baseball. I've become such a big fucking fan. I always liked baseball, but since my son got into little league last year, um, I've been hooked. And so hooked, I actually went and made a deal with the devil. The actual devil, James? No, not the actual devil. Spectrum. Yeah, those fucking assholes. I actually got cable. For the first time in my whole life, I, ordered, I got cable hooked up so that I can watch all the Dodger games. And I'm not kidding you. Ever since I hooked up the cable months ago, I've only missed one game. That's right. Look at me. And we've been to uh, quite a few games this season. And God, I've been enjoying the hell out of it. Uh, last time I spoke to you, I think I just told you that my son was in Little League. Well, let me tell you, I've got some great news. Exciting stuff. He wound up 
His team finished in first place, and he made the all-star team. Oh, my God. Hold on. Let me applaud my son and all his accomplishments. Uh, you know, it's a big deal because it's his very first year playing. So it was very impressive. Very proud of him. He wound up getting uh, picked up by a travel team. They started scouting out all the best players of the Little League. League? <laughs> And they invited uh, quite a few of them for tryouts, and he made it. So now we're on the travel ball circuit, which is a whole different animal. Jesus Christ. Let me give you an example of what my life is like now. This last weekend. Oh, guess what, everybody? We have a weekend tournament. That's right. Games on Saturday and games on Sunday. I'm like, fuck, man. The weekend before that, it was just a Sunday tournament. But listen to this. We got to the park at 7 a.m. We didn't fucking leave until 7 p.m. Can you believe this shit? I was already warned by a coworker. Oh, yeah, your weekends are gone. It's like, it can't be that bad. Yes, it is that bad. <laughs> the thing that's fucked up is sometimes you got to wait for other games to be played to determine who's going to be in the next bracket. So you got to wait hours in between games, and it's a nightmare. Oh, Jesus. So... That day we were there for like 7 to 7. Basically, it was the first game was at 8. You got to bet there an hour early for warm-ups. Game's at 8, over by 9.30. Okay, next game's at noon. Like, oh, shit. Got to wait for like three hours, right? Two and a half hours. That game goes on. They win it. All right, next game's in three hours. Like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, yeah, we left. Like, we would take off and, you know, go eat and blah, blah, blah. But, oh, but this last weekend... We had to uh, wake up on Saturday at 5.30 in the morning. We had to be on the road by 6.15 to be in Fountain Valley, which is by uh, the beach, by uh, 7 in the morning for the game at 8. So I was like, Jesus Christ, this is bullshit. And then on top of that, we were there for hours and hours. And then uh, I had to work that night. Four to midnight, I get home at, you know, 12, 15, 12, 20. I'm in bed by one. I got to be up again at five o'clock for the next day of games. But luckily, they lost the first game. <laughs> I've never, I've never rooted against my kid to, you know, to lose except for yesterday. Because if they would have won the eight o'clock game, the next game would have been at two something. And the next game after that would have been a four. So it would have been a nightmare. So uh, thank God they lost. But uh, Jesus Christ. Shut up, James. Support your son with his dreams. Yeah. Speaking of which, he's doing so well. And a lot of the coaches and the other team and this team have told me, hey, this kid's got it. He's got the raw talent. If, you if he gets developed properly, there's no telling what he can do. Especially because he's a lefty. And especially because he's got the power. He can throw hard as fuck. He just has no control. So now I'm looking at getting him a pitching coach, which is Jesus Christ. I heard is like, you know, 50 bucks a session. Ah, uh, was it 25? I don't remember. I think it's 25 bucks for like a half hour. But Jesus, man. Uh, but so that's my goal. I'm gonna I'm going to groom this kid and put as much time and money as I can to make him a pro. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna sit on Easy Street. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to force him to be pro. Oh, God. I've, I've heard that uh, 
even if he makes it as like a shitty pitcher in the in the pros, even if it's a shitty pitcher that never plays, just the fact that he's a lefty pitcher, he'll make some pretty fucking good money. So I mean, I wish my parents would have supported me when I was younger and pushed me to play more. Because I loved it, but they didn't love it. <laughs> it's all their fault. I could have been a big star. Anyway, God, I feel like I've been rambling about baseball for a while. Baseball. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, yeah. How could I forget? We had our first family vacation. I'm talking like a real vacation. The other times it's been road trips and camping and stuff like that. But uh, this was like a real, the real deal. I feel like it's not really a vacation unless you get on a plane. <laughs> but uh, this time we went to Maui. I took the, the wife and the kids. Usually my wife and I just go places and we'll fly places. But I kind of felt bad. And plus my daughter asked me when she was young, Daddy, when she was like five, Daddy, when I'm 10, can you take me to Hawaii? And I was like, oh, of course. Yeah. And I'm like, she's not going to remember this shit. When she was nine and at nine and ten months. Daddy, my birthday's in two months. You still take me to Hawaii when I'm ten, right? I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> she remembered. I was like, no, your mother and I aren't going to Hawaii without you guys. And she got all sad. And I felt bad. So this year I was like, well, all right, I'm a year off. And you know what? They don't really deserve it. I didn't get them playing until I was like 24, 25. What the, what the what have they done? They don't deserve this shit. I especially get mad when I see asshole kids in first class. I'm like, oh, fuck you. Oh, God. I just want to go bully them out of their seat. Go back there and coach. You got plenty of leg room, asshole. <laughs> anyway, uh, besides that, I just felt, I feel kind of guilty going on vacation without them. So I'm like, you know, they're young. They're, they're still, uh, I can still blow their mind, you know. So I want to give them like a good memory when they're little kids. So that's what we did. And, uh, man, it was a great trip. Although my wife would not say the same thing. <laughs> she prefers not bringing them. But I had a blast. Let me tell you why I enjoyed having the kids as opposed to going just with my wife and I. Because you hate your wife, James? Nope. Sort of, but not really. That's not the reason why. No, that's not it at all. So the other years, we go. my wife and I went to Kauai two, two years in a row. Kauai. That's the oldest Hawaiian island, and it's the most beautiful. They call it the Garden Island, right? I think that's what they call it. I forget. <laughs> but I love that fucking place. And uh, unfortunately, recently, this year, it got destroyed by, well, not all of it, but some of it got wiped out by uh, flooding. And, I th- and that, that beautiful trail we went on, the reason we went back the second year was because I wanted to complete that fucking amazing trail. It's a 22, 23-mile trail. And uh, incredible, the Kalalau Trail. But uh, allegedly, the entrance of the trail got all wiped out and they're not letting people go in there no more, which is unfortunate because I'd imagine a lot of people, you know, save up and plan it and then all of a sudden it's all wiped out. So that sucks. But uh, anyway, we went to Maui this time. And this is my first time going to Maui, I might have mentioned. But let me tell you why I enjoyed taking the kids and not just being my wife and I. Because the last two years, my wife and I went to Kauai, especially the first year. The, uh, I have like this whole philosophy on traveling to the, the island. I like to leave LAX around uh, between 7 and 8 the flights, right? And that gets us to the island around uh, noon. So you can't check into your room 
until like three o'clock, three or four. And so I like to get there around noon, a little bit after noon, whenever the plane comes in. I like to go to take the shuttle. They take you to get the rental car. So that all takes a little time. Pick up the car, hit up like a Walmart or something and just stock up on like, uh, you know, sunscreen, um, toothpaste, like all the shit that, you know, for the week, um, don't get the food yet. You get a bunch of water for the room, blah, blah, blah. Uh, sometimes some food, but uh, stuff that's not perishable or whatever. And then after, you know, take some time in there, then we go get something to eat. And then by all this time, you know, like kind of taking it easy because you're waiting for your room to be ready. Then you check in, unpack all your shit, and you got the whole rest of the night. What could go wrong? Well, let me tell you, the first year, my wife went a little too hard when we <laughs> when it came to uh, having our lunch. And then the hotel gives you some like free passes for Mai Tais, right? So we had two. And just being up early, the flight, the whole thing got her all sleepy. And so I was a little bit sleepy too, but I was willing to fight through it. But she was just done and wanted to take, let's just take a nap for a while. Next thing you know, the whole fucking evening is ruined and it's, it's just over with. Let's just wake up early tomorrow and get going. It's like, dude, the whole day was wasted. And I was pretty pissed because it went against my whole plan. Like, oh, let's get there early, get all this shit done, and we have the whole rest of the night. Let's just soak up as much vacation as we can and do it. Well, speaking of that, I don't like just sitting around. I like going out and exploring and doing shit. So uh, I don't want to just sit in the room and do nothing. Fucking whack. So I want to, you know, I want to go look at stuff and do things and, ex- and experience all kinds of shit. And so I felt like that was a wasted day. Like we were only there for like six days the first year. And so uh, last year, it uh, worked out a little better because we were going on the, ch- on the hike. So we couldn't go to bed too late the night before. We needed to get some rest. But this time, she pulled the same shit. We had the kids, we stopped, we got some food, she had a couple drinks, and then, like, crapped out. Like, oh, I don't feel very good. It's like, oh, God. But here's the great thing. Having the kids with us. I fucking ditched her. We left her in the room, and we went and had a blast. (laughs) We were gone for hours. She really had, like, a stomachache or something. Something didn't agree with her. It was great. I'm, I'm not joking around. We checked in. She did not want to leave. I took the kids to the beach. They were, uh, you know, in the room we had was pretty sick. It was like a, like a little condo. It had everything. It had a kitchen, had two showers, had a pull-out couch for the kids or a pull-out uh, bed from the couch, like a little patio. We were on the first floor. It had a little closet in the patio area with all this beach gear. So we took like body boards, badass. And the beach was literally across the street. We could have walked, but I just drove over there with our fancy Jeep Wrangler. Incredible. So they're having a blast. Took the gloves and the baseball. We're playing catch on the beach. Sick. First day, saw a sea turtle swimming around. Kids are like losing their shit. And then uh, after that, we went to go eat. You know, she was still not feeling it. So we went out and we ate. I had like a whole great evening and she was just in the room the whole time. And I was like, ha, I felt like I really... You know, find another loophole with vacations. Take your kids. <laughs> um, anyway, the rest of the trip was really fucking fun. Super fun. We all had a blast, except my wife said that she would prefer not having the kids. They just kind of annoyed her. <laughs> and I get it. But I liked having them there. 
I mean, I think it just goes to say I'm, I'm a better parent than she is, and I'm a great father. So, uh, you know, there's that. <laughs> we did so much cool shit. But I'm going to tell you something. I really prefer Kauai over Maui any day. I think Maui has a real stuck-up atmosphere going on there. There's a whole lot of snobby white people there is what I'm trying to say, boys and girls. That place is flooded with white people. On Kauai, there's all kinds, a mixture of all kinds of different people. Maui just seems like all snobby assholes. It's really fucking bizarre. And a lot of, um, like, you know, you're driving, you're driving down these roads and then there's little huts on the side of the road where they sell, like, homemade ice cream or, uh, let's see, what else do they have? Like, banana bread, shit like that. It's like all white people working there. It's like, what the fuck? I don't want to see you. I want to see native peoples. Jesus Christ, I can see white people in America, in, uh, Cal- in, America, in California all day. Yeah, I'm not racist, okay? I'm half whitesies. I'm a half seas. My mother's blonde hair, blue eyed. So I, I can say all this stuff. <laughs> and there was this one dick. Oh, man. This just sums it up, okay? This one story will sum up all of Maui. I'm standing in line at a. Um, oh, boy. One day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit had been throwing them away. Because he thought it was good sport because some men aren't looking for anything logical like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. So one day, I looked in this uh, um, online for uh, zip lining. I think the da- like my daughter wasn't feeling good or something. Or everyone, everyone had one day where they weren't feeling good. It was really weird. Um, for the most part, you know what's weird? You know what's even more weird? Every time I go, not really weird, just something I've noticed. Every time I go to Hawaii, because I have a fucked up stomach. It's like a, I might have IBS. Irritable bowel syndrome. It just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Something's going on with my fucking stomach. Sometimes I'm totally straight. Other times some, something I eat will set me off and make my stomach feel all weak and weird. Um, but when I'm in Hawaii, I feel fucking good the whole time. It's like everything there is cleaner or something. It's all organic food. I don't know if the water's cleaner. I don't know what's going on. But when I'm ever, whenever I'm there, I can eat anything. Well, except for dairy because I'm lactose intolerant. But I can eat anything else and it doesn't, it doesn't mess with me at all. Maybe I should live there for that reason alone. But uh, anyway, so one day. My, uh, I, told, I told the wife, because she's already been ziplining. She's like, I don't care to go again. She's like, just take him. And so I saw uh, like a buy one, get one free. And I was like, oh, I can't beat that. So we go there. We're waiting to, to sign the forms and all that shit. And we're waiting in line. Not kidding. Lit- literally a line of all wh- white people, blondies, and um, just like, you know, smart ass fucking teenagers, just annoying. And there's this one dude who's in a Hawaiian shirt. He's got a name tag on, and he's walking around with this tray. And he's got a bunch of pineapple on the tray, and he's passing it out to all different people. Everyone's taking samples. And he's like, oh, this is Maui Gold. This is by far the most delicious pineapple you'll ever taste. I guarantee it. And then they're like, oh, my God, thanks, Jerry. Oh, I love Jerry. Isn't Jerry so nice? I know. Jerry's great. Everyone's tasting this uh, pineapple, you know, Hawaii Gold or Maui Gold. Maui Gold is what it's called. Oh, Jerry, you are right. This is fantastic. This other guy. Oh, this is by far, the best tasting pineapple I've ever had in my life. Didn't I tell you? I told you so. And this dickhead's passing out this Maui Gold to everybody. He turns towards me. And like just there's like a brief pause that we make eye contact. 
And then I go, oh, hey, you handing this out? And he goes, no. And he turns his back on me. And I'm like, what a fucking dick. And my son, who's eight years old, sees this whole thing because he wanted to taste it too because he likes pineapple. This guy looked like he was handing it out to everyone, which he was. (laughs) Except for the darker skinned fellas. That's what it felt like. I don't know if there was some kind of explanation, but it just seemed like, okay, fuck you, buddy. You're not getting any of this. And my son was just like confused and he looks at me and he goes, huh? Like, daddy, why did he do that? I was like, I don't know. That was mean. Yep. Yeah, it was. And I was fuming, dude. Fuming. Not because I didn't get any. I want some Maui Gold too. I don't even think I like pineapple. (laughs) I mean, it's all right. I'll take it back. It's fine. But, uh, you know, I wasn't butthurt about that. It's just the way he did that. Just, no. And turned his back. Oh, man, I wanted to fucking strangle him and shove that Maui Gold up his nose. Oh, man. (sighs) You would not believe the scenarios that played out in my head after that. Fucking Jerry. That kind of stuff. That's Maui for you. (laughs) Yeah. The other thing we did a lot of was snorkeling. Um, the kids never been, so we, uh, we rented them for one day because I wasn't sure if, if they were going to dig it or not. Uh, so I'm like, Hey, if we get this for one day and then we want to like any, can we come back and get it for the week? He's like, yeah, no problem. So we do it. We go snorkeling and they fucking love it. They love it. So we all go and it's great, but I'm telling you, I am terrified of the fucking ocean. I'm pretty cool if we're hanging out on the coral, even though some of that creepy-ass sea life really disturbs me. It's just looking out into the unknown just really, really, really disturbs me. Especially because you'll be swimming around, looking around. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, shit, the coral is behind me now. There's just a big open drop-off, and it's just deep, dark blue water, and you can't see anything. I think I told you last... I think I told you last time on another podcast that I saw a big shape, <laughs> a big dark shadow coming at me, and I thought it was a shark, and I flipped out, but I wanted to be a sea turtle. This same shit happened this time. I mean, but this sea turtle, I'm not kidding, was so fucking huge. Me and the kids were all together, and, and I'm not kidding, if, and it swam right under me, and if I was to, I got a six-foot wingspan. I would have had to stretch my arms out pretty good. Not all the way, but my arms would have been out pretty good if I wanted to grab the shell of this thing. It was enormous. I couldn't believe how big this fucking thing was. Never saw another one that big, but it it was right under us, and it was like the kids were flipping out, losing their shit, because there they are. We're swimming with a sea turtle for a long time. We even touched like the shell. We're petting its head, and we (laughs) later found out you can get really like a huge fine for that. I didn't know. I didn't know until we were snorkeling another time, and uh, I wasn't near the kids. Um, we were in this bay, so it was safe to just kind of venture out. And they had like the little uh, noodle that they had underneath them, so they weren't going to drown. And they were out, and I guess they saw a turtle, and like my son touched it, and my wife was near him. And then this guy goes, excuse me, you cannot touch the sea turtles. There's a $5,000 fine. And it's like, okay, dude. He's a kid. Like, he just got flipped out. And, uh, you know, we're like, okay. Like, my wife's like, all right, all right. And <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I looked it up and I was like, holy shit. It's like, at least, or it could be more than that, too. You can, like, be thrown in jail. 
So I'm like, all right, don't touch the fucking sea turtles no more, kids. All right. But uh, man, we had a blast. But there was times my son and I, we just, you know, we, I kind of like built up the, the courage after a while. Him and I did a lot of snorkeling because he loved it. And uh, it was just fun. So it started off with him, me holding his hand and just him, you know, always having a hand on me. He'd have that noodle underneath him. Uh, so keep him buoyant. But after a while, wasn't holding my hand. Fuck the noodle, left it on the beach. Totally cool. Because you, uh, you know, if you've done snorkeling before, the uh, salt water keeps you floating. So, man, he became like a little pro. It was so badass. My wife, totally like lame. Like, I don't want to go. I just, I just sit on the beach. Like, didn't want to do anything fun. You know, if it wasn't for the kids, I don't think I would have had as much fun. My wife says the same thing. But if they didn't come, she'd have more fun. But it's like, I don't know. I had a whole lot of fun with the kids around. <laughs> You're like the Debbie Downer. But not really like a downer, but she just didn't want to participate in activities. So uh, I did a whole lot of shit with them. It was fun as hell. But if you ever go to Maui, or uh, if you ever want to return, if you've been, maybe you've already done it. There's a... Oh, shit. I got to look it up. No, I think it's called Hanalua Bay. By far the best snorkeling that I have ever done. It's incredible. It's just like you'd see in a in a Hollywood movie, like the idea of snorkeling, just super vibrant, neon-looking fish. The coral is just pops out at you. The water is crystal clear. It's it's incredible. I think it's called Honolulu Bay. It's a uh, it's like towards the north of the island, and it's sick. It's totally worth it. And uh, yeah, you, I, we saw everything there. We saw. Everything you can imagine we saw in that area. Uh, anyway, so I don't want to fucking bore you with, okay, next in our uh, home video, this is me doing this, right? So I'll tell you one more thing. Uh, another recommendation. I'm sure you've heard this before, too. It's the Road to Hana. Boy, oh boy, was that a highlight. The Road to Hana is, it's just a road that you can go on and it, it, it takes as long as you want it to take. There's a whole lot of stops you can do. Uh, I think it's like 62 miles or something. But we did the whole the whole loop, and you go in a big ass circle. The problem with the loop is the backside is like really off road and rugged terrain, and uh, it's real you know rocky and bumpy. If you don't have a, an off road vehicle, I've seen people go like in little tiny cars, but they're going slow as hell. But uh, apparently, if you don't or any car you get, they won't insure you if you get into some kind of accident on that back road. Any road that's not paved, allegedly. Insurance won't cover your car. So use caution. But that's what that's the reason I got the Wrangler, because I wanted to go off-road and do some cool shit. And fuck, man, that was such a badass drive. I loved it. I drove the whole thing. You're driving through a rainforest the whole day. And there's all kinds of little stops here and there. And I'm telling you, there's dozens of stops, and it can take you fucking days if you want it to. But uh, I just picked out like a handful uh, one of the stops we went, to, we took a walk and we, you know, jumped into a, oh man, I forgot what it's called. It's just like a little, just the waterfall and just like that little lagoon, but I think the lagoon goes into the ocean. It's like a little enclosed, like not a pond, whatever the fuck it's called, where the waterfall falls into it. It's like a, your own private pool and, uh, you know, swam to the waterfall, which is freezing ass cold, but it was great. Took the kids. Of course, the wife didn't want to do it. I don't want to, I'll stay here and wait for y'all. <laughs> that was badass. Um, we stopped at this banana bread place. Oh, my God. 
Auntie Sandy's banana bread. Jesus Christ, it's the best fucking banana bread I've ever had in my whole life. We bought a couple loaves and we even took one for the rest of the drive. Jesus, it's so fucking good. Definitely got to check that out. Uh, we checked out the Rainbow Eucalyptus, which is so pretty. Oh my God, James! Rainbow Eucalyptus! You can lick this, James. Oh boy. Fell right into that one. You sure did, James. Yeah. The Black Sand Beach. I mean, uh, what else? Fuck. It's too much stuff to even mention. It's just a, it's a badass drive. So fucking cool. And then the backside is all rocky and gravelly and bumpy. I mean, the wife hated it, but I loved it. Oh, I loved it. Oh, man. And then I even got in an incredible shape for that trip. That was my motivator. For a few months, I was working out, eating good. Fucking probably the most muscle ever built in my whole life. But, uh, dude, <laughs> I was pretty toned. I wasn't at where I wanted to be, but uh, pretty damn good shape. But shit, man. Once you're on vacation, I was like, all right, finally. I worked all this time. This is what I've been working for. Now let me enjoy myself. Since that trip was in uh, see, June, and this is October, until recently, I was fucking drinking like a maniac. That's what I do, everybody. I'm a good boy for months and months. And then once I go on vacation, it's like, it's like all that work was for nothing, and I just become a, a savage. And I need to... <laughs> It's like I need to make up for all the time I lost. And I was just, you know, I've gained 10 pounds, lost like all my fucking muscle. I was drinking a lot. And uh, like recently, I'm like, all right, dude, I got to stop. Because I mean, this baseball team, they want, they're all like partiers. They want to get together. They want to have, uh, you know, barbecues and fuck. It's like there's always something going on. Just drinking, drinking, drinking. But I got to, I got to stop again. Jesus. But uh, I had a blast. I will probably never go back to Maui. Maybe I will, but uh, I wasn't. I wasn't too ex- thrilled about the atmosphere. Kauai's got a way better atmosphere, way more laid back vibe. Feels more like feels more like Hawaii would feel. Maui just seems like they've got all the same shit you have here, but it happens to be by the beach. A lot of assholes. Oh Jesus! A lot of rich assholes. Did I already mention that? A lot of rich assholes. <laughs> Well, I'll share one more thing before I try to talk, stop talking about Hawaii. <laughs> there was there was one. Tell me if I'm a dick. You're a dick, James. Uh, just hear me out. You know what? I think I'm a dick. Just uh, just thinking about it. So there's this one point that I was snorkeling with the with the boy, and uh, we went a lot. Like I'm telling you, we went almost every day, different places, and it was really cool. But there was this one time that we were out. We were up pretty far out, and he. <laughs> And did the open water next to us. And I uh, I feel like a dick even saying this. I kept him uh to I kept him farther. F- I kept him to my right so that if a shark attacked us, it would get him before it got me. <laughs> <laughs> and I may or may not be joking. Alright, let's move along, everybody. So <laughs> something else that's happened recently, or sorry, this summer, was Manfest 2018. That's right. Manfest 2018. And oh boy, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go on a limb here. And I'm going to say it was probably the greatest Manfest to date. That's right. But James, what's Manfest? I bet no one knows what it is. But I think I have a feeling what it is, James. (laughs) Nope. It's not like that, man. You get the wrong idea. 
Uh, it's uh, it's my annual camping trip. It's the Festival of Men. Oh my God, James. Can I come? No. Did you come? Okay, enough. It's not like that, brah. It's just all dudes. It's a guy camping trip. And dude, I've got... Oh man, I got into a big argument. This one... Uh, earlier this year from a feminist that did not like the idea that it was just for men. What? Just because you have a penis entitles you to go? And this and that. It's like, that's... Oh, boy. It was such... I'm uh, manlier than my husband and I can't go? And like, it was a big fucking... Anyway. No, you can't fucking go, okay? I started like reconsidering my position on this whole subject. And after a while, I'm like, you know what? Fuck you! Okay? If I want it to be all guys, that's the way it's going to be. Because at the end of the day, nothing against you ladies, but when you introduce a female into the manly environment, it changes shit. Now, I know that's not my problem, right? Because that's the, that's the fucking argument. Well, what's that? Why is that our problem? That's, that's your hang-up. It's like, no, dick. I mean, cunt. <laughs> it's not about that. It's not about... Uh, it's, it's just, you know what? The female dynamic changes stuff. Period. That's it. We want to go and we want to just hang out with the guys. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, I'm sorry if this new fucking world we live in, you can't accept that answer. Accept that answer. But that's just the way it is. Doesn't make me an asshole. Maybe it does. But I know in my heart of hearts, I'm just living my best life. Oh, Jesus. Even my, I asked my wife about that. She was actually there when that whole fucking argument happened. And I feel like a dick because I kind of backed down. But I should have stood my ground. But uh, I respect this woman. And uh, I didn't want her to think less of me. But, I, you know, she probably thought less of me once I changed my fucking opinion. <laughs> so uh, maybe it backfired. But, uh, you know, I even asked my wife. I'm like, am I a dick? Is it wrong to just want guys to go? She's like, no. No, that's stupid. If you want just guys, that's fine. If you want, if we, do, we want to go on a girls' trip, you don't have to invite guys. Like, what the fuck? That's what we want to do. That's what we want to do. It's like, yeah, exactly. You're right. I love you. No, oh, man. So yeah. Anyway, Manfest is an annual camping trip for men. It's a. It is a sarcastic name of the event, Manfest, because we're not manly men. We're not fucking going and surviving in the wilderness, you know, shitting in the woods. It's not like that. We have bathrooms and toilet paper. <laughs> we have blow-up mattresses. It's not manly at all. Just a bunch of dudes hanging out, and it's a fucking blast. You know what? And us guys need it. We need to go and have fun, just hang out with the fellas. It's, uh, it's fucking... You can't beat it. Anyway. And, uh, you know, I've gone hiking with women, or uh, camping with women. And I enjoy that too. But doesn't mean I can't go camping. You know what? I'm, def I'm done defending myself. You see how this stupid new world has you like, questioning everything? Everything you say and think? Fuck that. Yes, it's fun camping with women. I enjoy that too. But I also, I mean, once in a while, I like going with just the guys. If I can, if I'm allowed to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did I hurt you? I didn't mean to. Okay, you can come. <laughs> anyway, this was the Manfest 2018. The biggest one yet because it's the most people that showed up. I think there was like 15 dudes. Pretty good sized crowd. Uh, <laughs> so the first, we got there, me, my cousin, Dominic, who? And Monkey, who? 
We all got there on Thursday and we got a pretty killer site. But what's funny is I went up there to scout this area. We went to Crystal Lake on Friday the 13th. That was when Manifest was. <laughs> so, uh, man, it was perfect. So I went up there. I drove up there the week before and I scouted this location to, to make sure it was cool and it would be, it'd be a good venue for all of us. And it was. I found some great sites. I'm like, oh, these are the ones I'm getting. I'm getting... And they're really cheap. So I'm like, I'm going to get three sites and we're going to take like this whole wing of this area right here. And of course, wouldn't you believe it? We go up there early on Thursday, strictly for the purpose of obtaining these sites, right? But we get there and everything's open except those sites that I wanted. It's like, fuck, are you serious? So I was all pissed off. We kept driving around. We go to the very end of the campground because they got like uh, the back half of it closed off because they don't have enough manpower to run the whole place. And the very last campground or campsite has this giant tree and it looks like just a meeting place. It looks like, yep, you belong here. And it was like, oh, fuck. And it was right there by a parking lot. So I knew we had a lot of cars coming. I was like, I know it. We're going to stay right here. And we had the last campsite. So nobody else came around. It's like we had the whole fucking back half of the campground to ourselves because nobody was walking around there. So we got to fuck off and do whatever we wanted back there. It was like our own private half of a campground, this huge campground. It was sick. And uh, we played this game that my cousin Peter and I, <gasps> we invented called Mountain Goat. It involves golf balls, it involves drinking, and it involves fucking fun. And it covers a lot of ground so the fact that there was no one around we can go wherever we wanted and make these make the course as crazy and as big as we wanted to and it was a blast and we had a bunch of do we were out there for probably like four or five hours playing this game so fun and i'm not just saying that because i invented it <laughs> but it doesn't hurt everyone loves it everyone has a blast and uh it's gonna be like a staple every year it's pretty fucking amazing but uh so friday night uh the rest of the guys showed up and Towards the evening, Lido shows up. And he shows up with two cars, and I think there's like six dudes. They all come out. And I notice that there's a, a dark-skinned fella in the back walking in the group. And I'm like, hey, I think that's a black guy, I'm thinking to myself. And if you know Lido, this is very odd. He normally doesn't associate with the, the darker pigmented peoples, if you know what I mean. He never mentioned to me that he was bringing a black fella. Now, I don't give a fuck. I got a black friend or two. They don't bother me one bit. <laughs> I know how this sounds. Trust me. So when I seen him, I got kind of excited. I'm like, oh, no shit. That's, that's fucking cool. We just expanded our, our, uh, our whole group here exponentially. So they're walking down this hill. And I'm walking up. I'm already buzzed because it's been the whole day and we've been drinking and stuff. And uh, I'm like, should I say it? And I'm thinking maybe I shouldn't say it. I don't know this guy. It might uh, put a strange twist on this trip and it might make things awkward. I'm like, but if you can with Lido, he's got to have a good personality because uh, Lido's a fuckhead. And, uh, you know, birds of a feather, that whole thing. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to say it. So I walk up. I give Lido a hug. Say hi to the other guys. And I go, oh, man, Lido, you brought me a black guy. And I was like hoping for the best, right? I don't know how he's going to take that. And then he goes, oh, 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 yeah. 
He was like, I'm the token black guy. And I'm like, I've always wanted one of those. <laughs> and he laughed, which made me fucking laugh. And everybody had a great time. Fucking shook his hand. And he wanted being the coolest fucking dude. And he had the nickname. By the end of the trip, he had the nickname War Machine because he looked like Don Cheadle from uh, <laughs> from from uh, Civil War. Or how do you call it? Avengers, Iron Man, uh, War Machine. That's how he looked. So uh, yeah, he was cool as fuck. Everybody was pretty fucking cool. Everybody was really mellow. Man, it was a great time. But uh, Joey, there's Brandon and Joey, right? Joey went so hard the first the first uh, I think the first day or the second day. No, the first day he went so he was so pumped to party. He fucking like blacked out. <laughs> he passed out in front of his tent for probably about seven hours, eight hours. He was just done asleep on the floor in front of his tent in the dirt. <laughs> and then the uh, on Saturday, let's just say that things got a little magical. <laughs> I'm sure you can read between the lines. And at one point, Brandon, Omega Red, decided to leave the group when we were all hanging out together. I forgot at one point it happened, but he just took off. And we all thought he went to his tent to crash out. It turns out hours later, when someone went to go look for him in his tent, he wasn't in there. Like, oh shit, where the fuck did this guy go? So at this point, it's about, uh, what, six something Seven something, I don't remember. Um, and my cousin, who's in the Coast Guard, decides then he's responsible and he's, uh, he's not uh, feeling any magic effects. Decides that uh, he doesn't feel comfortable with Brandon being missing and he'd like to form a search party. So him and a group of fucking, half of them are morons, decide like, oh, I'm going to go with you. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stay right, right back here and keep an, eye on the, keep an eye on our site here. Make sure everything's safe from this vantage point. And if he comes back, I'll welcome him here and I'll keep him safe. I'll stay right back here and I'll, you know, hold down the fort. <laughs> There's no fucking way in my condition I was going to be walking around like that. So anyway, they take off. They're gone for what feels like forever. And I'm hanging out with War Machine and we're swapping stories and shit. Some other people are there too. I don't fucking know. And we're having a blast. Next thing you know, the search party comes back and it's Almost dark at this point. And uh, there's no Brandon to be seen. It's like, uh, what's going on, guys? I'm assuming you didn't find him. And they're like, nah, man. We looked everywhere. Like We were yelling for him. We even saw this dude. And we go, hey, have you seen a, a redhead with a black shirt and glasses? And he goes, <laughs> and they say, the guy goes, are you friends or enemies? And they're like, what? <laughs> like, nah, he's our friend. We, we just can't find him. You wandered off. We're trying to look for him. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I saw him. He's right over there, a few campsites away. I'm like, oh, thanks a lot, man. And they say that they start uh, walking towards that campsite, and that guy starts following them. I guess trying to see if he's if they're gonna like jump this guy they're looking for. He doesn't trust this group. And there's a lot of big motherfuckers in this crowd. Okay, there's Lido, uh, Phil. These are big guys. They're intimidating looking. And uh, well, I guess all of them. And then I think Denny was there. He's like, he's a fucking marine, just a solid dude. And they're all so imagine like a like a posse of big giant fucking guys. <laughs> like whose ass are they gonna kick? Maybe he just wanted to go see the guy's ass get kicked. I don't know. But they wind up going a few campsites away and they find the redhead with a black shirt and glasses, but it's not Brandon. It's another guy. What are the odds? 
How many redheads with a black shirt and glasses are there in the world? Who fucking knows? In this area, there's at least two. Anyway, so they're like, you know, fuck, that's not him, obviously. So they, they, they keep looking. They don't find him. They come back to the campground. And I was like, you know what? I think at this point, it's safe to say he's dead. Dude, don't say that. I'm like, hey, I'm just facing the facts here. Like, we got to appreciate this and just move on. He's dead. Uh, we just, we can't dwell on it anymore, fellas. And like, someone goes, dude, that's fucked up. I go, look, man, obviously he's not a main character. If we, if this was a movie, he would obviously be dead. Okay. There's no way he's alive. God damn. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> and so after that, I would say like, hashtag Brandon's dead. That became like a thing of the whole trip. Brandon's dead. And, uh, you know, I posted some photos on the Instagrams and all the hashtags were Brandon's dead. And that was fucking hilarious. But. So a little bit later, it's fucking dark. My cousin Dom from the Coast Guard is legitimately fucking nervous. He doesn't know Brandon. He's only met him this weekend, but he's very concerned. I was like, ah, he'll turn up. I was joking about him being dead, by the way. Well, sort of. Fucking like a half hour later, this dickhead strolls up like, like nothing happened. Hey, what's going on, guys? And everyone's like, what the fuck, man? Where the fuck were you? And he's like, oh, dude, I was like hanging out under like this one tree on this branch taking selfies. I'm like, what? <laughs> he had headphones on and listening to music. So even if they, he, even if they were next to him screaming, he didn't hear them. Whole thing was pretty fucking funny. Um, I had a, I had a, I had an incredible time. Now, uh, you know, maybe you can read the, between the lines here. Maybe you can't. Maybe I don't want you to. Maybe I do. I don't know. But someone I know that's very close to me, very close to me, had a magical adventure. Now, I'm going to keep uh, telling the story as if it's from my perspective. Okay? So uh, let's just pretend it was me that had this magical experience. I'm not saying it was. But just for storytelling purposes, let's just say it was me. So... I will now continue to tell the story as if it's from my point of view. So I'm sitting there in my rocking chair. That's right. I have a rocking chair. It's pretty fucking badass. I got it because of my son's baseball games. It's literally a rocking chair. A fold-up camping chair type style. But it rocks. I can't stress how amazing it is. I got it from Dick's Sporting Goods for uh, 50 bucks. Worth every penny. It's incredible. So I'm sitting there rocking, really enjoying myself. Remember, I'm telling this from someone else's perspective, but like it's from me. <laughs> wink, wink. All right, so uh, they had some amazing music. I think Lito was in charge of the... Ever since Lito became a, a stoner, I think his taste in music went really fucking... Made like a whole right turn. And... Uh, or sorry, uh, U-turn? And now he likes great music. He likes. I, I'm going to blame Phil. Phil from uh, OKT, singer. I'm going to say that Phil is a, is a heavy influence on Lido's music selection these days. So shout out to Phil. Good job, Phil. Um, played a lot of classic rock. And the set he, uh, the, the list he had playing, they had this big speaker. And it was like, you know, once again, this is from someone else's perspective. But I'm telling it like it's like my perspective. I was sitting in my rocking chair listening to this classic rock. And it was so fucking incredible. The, uh, just the imagery. Everybody was just hanging out. Most people were tripping out. Uh, but not me. No, not me. And uh, the way the grass was moving in the wind, the way the music was hitting, the colors. Oh, man, it was so incredible. 
So badass. In fact, the song Nights in White Satin will never be the same to me. Ever. Now it's always going to be hold a special place in my heart because of the effect that it had on me at that moment. It was so fucking like transcending. And uh, <laughs> my cousin, uh, he had these blue shades on and he was sitting down and they were really reflecting in the sun and they looked fucking cool as shit. He looked like a fly. These big old blue eyeballs. And the tree behind him was melting. It was fucking insanely badass. Anyway, but uh, that's not the craziest trip journey I've ever experienced. But uh, there was this one point where I felt, uh, like again, this is not me talking. But <laughs> I felt like I was... Here's the problem with trying to explain a situation like this. People go, oh, here we go, right? And they start hearing what you're saying and they think you're a fucking moron. But there's, there's no way you could ever explain this to someone and really get through to them unless they've experienced it themselves. And a lot of times I've found even the people that experienced it have not experienced it the way that you have. And it's sort of like, a, it's sort of a waste talking to people because they just don't get it. And I understand that. Whenever I try to explain it to someone, most people are like, oh, they start like rolling their eyes like, oh, okay, whatever. But... Uh, Man, there was, okay, there's one point where I was leaving, my consciousness was leaving this existence and going who the fuck knows where to different uh, worlds, different dimensions, and then somebody would say something, and then it felt like a radio was tuning, and I was trying to get back to this reality, and it was fucking insane, and uh, it just felt like consciousness is just you know, if you're James or if you're uh, whoever the hell you are, it's because you're tuned into the right frequency. And it's like you can just lose yourself. And maybe that's what happens when people uh, lose their mind. Maybe they just lose that frequency somehow. Their antenna gets broken and they can't come back to themselves. It was pretty fucking crazy. But uh, <laughs> this person that isn't me and the war machine... I went back to back to back three times in a row. And it was, uh, boy, oh boy, did it take a toll on this person. But it was pretty badass. So uh, Manifest was a huge success. Uh, let's see, did I cover everything? Mm, I think that's it. But uh, yeah, if you guys ever want to talk to me, I love talking about this stuff, about experiences that people have told me about that have I haven't done myself, but uh, that other people have experienced, but they've told me about. I'd be happy to talk to you about it. If you'd like to uh, email me or get together, shit, I'll run my mouth for hours about the crazy shit that I've <clears throat> heard. Okay, so uh, there's that. <laughs> Manifest 2018, amazing, incredible success. So here's to you, Manfest. I'll, uh, I'll, I'm going to tip my hat, if I had one, and I'm going to drink my iced coffee out of my Yeti tumbler to all of you fellas. And yes, it is black iced coffee. <laughs> Full circle. Okay. Boy, oh boy, I've been talking a whole lot. Are we done? Um, speaking of camping real fast. I've successfully turned my wife into a man, James? No, I've turned her in other ways. 
I've converted her into an outdoors lady, outdoors woman. Now she loves to go camping. When I first took her camping, she was like, I don't like this. It's too dirty. It's just like dusty and gross and dirt everywhere. Now she asks me, she begs me, let's go camping. Her birthday was this summer. Her birthday's in July. So a couple weeks after Manfest, uh, or a week after Manfest, I took her camping. That's what she wanted to do for her birthday. Do you believe that? She wanted that. So just her and I went camping for her birthday. We found this really cool spot. I set up the hammocks over a creek and just like the sound of that creek underneath you and uh, laying in the shade. I finally, and I'm not joking, I finally learned what it is to relax. (laughs) I mentioned earlier that when I go on a vacation, I like to go and explore and do all kinds of stuff. So I feel kind of antsy if I'm just sitting around. I feel like I shouldn't be sitting around. And this time, since it was her birthday, and uh, I felt like anxiety, like we should be doing something, like we should be having fun. And she was like, I don't want to do anything. I just want to sit here and relax. And I felt like I got a free pass. All right, Dick, you don't have to worry about anything. This is what she wants. So just uh, let go. And I sat there with an ice cold Coors Light. I drink Coors Light now, by the way. Well, I don't drink beer anymore because I'm new, on my new diet officially a week or two ago. <laughs> so I got to shed 10 of these fucking pounds. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going back to being a fat fuck. So, uh, yeah, I was on Coors Light Kick for a long time and just sitting there in the hammock, laying there and just swaying back and forth, having a cold beard, listening to that creak. It was very relaxing. And I get it now. I finally get it. So thank you, wifey. It's pretty fucking cool. It was a great trip. Had a lot of great trips this summer. I'm not just rubbing it in. Maybe I am. Uh, let's see. Mm, I think that's it. Uh, I'll save this other shit for another time because I've already gone way too long. So let me start uh, closing the show, everybody, with a little something I like to call I Fancy That. It's beautiful. Beautiful. It's wonderful. It's I Fancy That. All right, fancy. I Fancy That is a segment in which I talk about something positive for a change. Something that makes me happy. Hey, something that I fancy. <laughs> so I fancy taking my kids to Knott's Berry Farm and having nobody be there. Oh, boy. We have season passes because my company has uh, like employee day every couple years, every few years at Knott's. And so they allow us to purchase annual passes for like half off. And so, you know, it's kind of like a no-brainer. Like, yeah, why wouldn't I do it? Even if we come like a few times, it... It pretty much pays for itself. And uh, so I got, you know, the whole family some passes. And it's cheap as hell. And uh, it's probably like, you know, 15 miles from my house. So why not? So sometimes uh, they get out early on Thursdays. I had an early day also. And pick them up from school. Go right to Knott's. There's no one around. Oh, boy. And there's a brand new ride they have there. Uh, I think it's called Hang Time. Uh, it's So... You know, you'd imagine a brand new ride, the line's going to be all the way to the fucking gate, right? Or the main little entrance. But yeah, we walk in, lit- literally, there's like three people in front of us on that brand new ride. And we went on it. Oh, shit. This thing goes, it goes straight up. So like, as soon as you get in the, the, the roller coaster thing, and they strap you in, 
it takes off. It just like you're just le- laying back. It's like you can feel the force of you laying against the seat, and you're just going straight up, click, 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 straight up, and it goes to the top, and you're sitting. You're fucking. It's a mind fuck. And then you go forward, and it stops, and you're just like looking, and you can't even really see the track because it bends <laughs> under. Like it goes less than ninety degrees. Is that right? More or less. I don't know. It, so you can't see the track because it curves inward and then it just drops you and it's like, like almost straight down, but it's, ah, oh, it's nuts. It scared the shit out of me. I'm getting older where these rides are really terrifying me now. And I'm actually, <laughs> I'm, I got to like psych myself up to go on them. And I'm like talking shit to my kids. Like, ah, it's not a big deal. Come on. And meanwhile, I'm fucking scared, but you know, I got to hype myself up too. But you know, once we get on it and you're you're going for it, then you know, all the nerves are gone and it's fun. And then you know, right afterward, he goes, "Let's go on it again." I was like, "All right." I was like, "Oh shit!" All right, let's do it. Fuck it. And so we get on it. That ride is a, is fucking nuts. That first drop, oh boy. So yeah, man, the whole the whole place is dead. We went on. We were only there for an hour and a half, and we went on probably like eight or nine, ten rides. I, I don't even know what it was. Um. Some of them multiple times, like not even having to get out of the seats. It's fucking cool. You do it. You're there for an hour and a half. You feel like, all right, that's good enough. Let's get out of here. So, you're, I mean, you did so much shit in such a little time. You still go home and you and you have uh, the rest of the night. It's pretty badass. So, I mean, it feels like you get away with something. <laughs> it feels like that shouldn't be allowed. But, uh, I mean, that's the reason why we get the passes, so we can make the most of it. Because I remember being a kid going to Six Flags like once every couple years with my cousins and then you'd be waiting in line for hours to go on one stupid fucking ride and Jesus Christ I can't stand it so uh, nowadays if we go to the park and we see even I mean it's probably like you know the uh, <laughs> instant gratification kicking in on us too but if there's like a a decent line I'm like nah fuck it I don't feel like doing it and they'll agree like yeah yeah let's just keep going what else is next and we'll just you know oh, we'll get it next time so it's just really cool. It's cool to just go there, get in, get out, have a blast, fucking take off. Feels like you're cheating the system. We're even able to get on um, a bunch of rides that I've never actually been on before. I've been to that place so many times, but the lines are always so long. It's like, ah, fuck it. One day I'll get on that ride. One day. And so uh, this time it finally happened. And uh, I got on some shit that I'd never been on before. So it was pretty damn cool. And so all of that. I fancy that. All right. And now. It's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the legendary fuck you moment. And here we go. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. The fuck you moment is where I get angry again. Oh, boy. We, we end the show on a negative note because why not? Something that bothers me, something that really grinds my gears. Okay, the fuck you moment is a fuck you, a special fuck you to that person, situation, whatever it may be. And this week, I'm going to tell you something. Fuck you to these assholes that don't respect your eating arrangements at a restaurant. Did that come out right? Your eating arrangements? <laughs> your, uh, your space, okay? This, is hap- this happened two times in the same week, and I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I had to write it down and say, you know, I can't wait to get behind a microphone so I can really tell someone how I feel about this. And now that time has come. So the first time it happened in a place that we go for fish tacos. Now, they, they serve fish tacos every Wednesday for a dollar. And they're pretty fucking good. 
And so, you know, the whole family can go there. We can all eat for about $10. Can't beat that shit. So, one, one, uh oh, <clears throat> round two. One day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit had been showing them away. So, why steal them? Because he thought it was good sport, because some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. So, one day, my family and I are sitting at a table at this taco joint, and the whole place gets packed because they're dollar tacos. And normally they're like three bucks a piece. So you can imagine. Uh, so we go outside because the whole place is all filled. We get a table outside. Now it's got uh, like three benches. It's a concrete table. It's got like the umbrella sticking up. Uh, it's, the, it's like the sun's almost setting. My family, we're all sitting down. There's one, like we're taking a most of the table. There's one of those concrete benches that are open. But we're taking practically the whole table anyway. All our shit's all spread out. We're eating. And this fucking Asian guy... You know how they are. <laughs> he sits down on the open bench. And uh, he's, he's got his back to us. I'm like, well, all right. No, it's no big deal, I guess, even though it's a, little, uh, it's a little weird. But he's not looking at us, so that's fine. But then he starts, like, turning. And he starts, like, looking at us and smiling. It's like, dude, fuck off. Like, we're trying to eat here. <laughs> now, he's just sitting there. I'm assuming because... There's a long line and he just wants to take a rest. But but he starts like he turns towards us and it's like he's it's like he's hanging out with us now. And I'm thinking like, Dick, fuck off, man. Just let, let us uh let us eat in in peace, right? And then he starts like talking to us, and then uh next thing you know, he's like, Oh, we sit to here too. We sit to here uh, when you're done. I was like, Okay, that's fine, but can you let us can you can you uh let us finish first before you sit down? <laughs> and he goes, uh, uh, uh okay, okay like oh my god i i and right away i even even saying this right now uh if it seems kind of like out of context because you know you guys weren't there so i I asked my wife too i'm like was that like a dickhead was i an asshole she goes no that was fucking rude how he did that you don't just sit down and start talking to people while they're eating (laughs) and like saying like oh i'm gonna save this spot like all right we'll do it like just you know I guess you can stand in the proximity, but don't be staring at us like a fucking weirdo. So that kind of pissed me off. But, you know, I, I got over that one. But the next one that happened, uh, oh, boy. my. So this time it was just me and my son. And uh, my wife had my daughter. My my son got into collecting baseball cards. So I was going to take him to this place where you can just buy them. Um, you can just buy them like uh, freestanding, whatever you call that. And so, you know, we went to go eat. We went to get up a sandwich at Jersey Mike's. And Jersey Mike's has a few tables inside. And uh, we wanted, I wanted one like away from everybody, like on the corner in the window. And they have like, you know, the higher tabletops. And my kid's little, so I didn't want to. It was like, he's a big boy, but still. I didn't feel like uh, sitting up high like that. I wanted to sit down low. So the only table down low is like the one over here in the corner. And there's another one on the other side of the, the, of the little restaurant. And there's like a family over there, a family of three. And so me and my son are sitting at this table, which is for like, you know, four chairs. And we're like, we're practically done. Once again, like three quarters of the way done with our food. This motherfucker comes up and he starts talking. I don't know he's talking to me though. So I'm not even paying attention. I thought he was ordering. And then my son looks at me like, oh, this guy's talking to us. And then I happen to turn. I'm like, what? Excuse me? And the guy goes, yeah, I don't think I, or could I get you to move? I was like, excuse me? 
He goes, yeah, could I get you to move to a table for two so I can, so my family can sit down? And I was thinking like, what a fucking dick. And uh, he just ordered, like he just barely ordered, you know, he didn't have his food yet. And I was like, uh, oh, we're almost done. And he goes, oh, okay, all right, great, fine. I'll just, my family and I will just have to go sit outside, okay? Just don't worry about it. Don't let me bother you. And I'm like, wow, wow. And when he got like that, I just like went, I just, I just like uh, pushed him away with my, you know, what do you call it? I just waved him off with my hand like, yeah, fuck you. I just like, yeah. I just like motioned like away from me. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry about, don't let me bother you. And I was like, and I'm looking at him in the reflection of the glass and I'm fucking steaming inside. And uh, he starts walking out and I see him go outside to his wife and kids who are already outside. And they're sitting under another same kind of deal with a table and an umbrella. And they're in the shade. Yeah, it's a warm day. But they have a, an umbrella and they're in the shade. And uh, I see him going out there. And like, of course, he's like bitching about me, like waving his hands up in the air and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I just got so fucking irritated. And my son was like, you know, I think he was like, don't let it bother you. That was, that was mean. He was being mean. I was like, yeah, you're right. And then uh, I was just like, I don't believe that. I've, I've never fucking asked somebody if they can, while they're eating, can you, leave, can you move, please? <laughs> that just, to me, that scream. I, I don't know how you feel about it, but uh, to me, it just screams like zero class. Like, okay, even if you think I'm a dick because I'm sitting in this table for four, even though there's two of us, um, there's, it's not like there's no seats. And also, fuck you. I don't want to sit at a, at, a, at a high table. I want to sit on the ground. <laughs> That's my choice, right? I can see if it was just two of us sitting at a, a huge eight table, eight person table. That's one thing. But it's just, you know, these are, this is a small table with just little tiny chairs. It's not like a huge ass fucking thing. Um, I get maybe he, why he'd be a little upset, but uh, it's not a big deal. Just fucking wait for me to be done and then claim the table as your own. You don't ask someone to get up and move while they're eating. That's just. I couldn't, I couldn't fucking believe that. Tell me if I'm wrong here. How did that, James? Oh, I'm glad you asked. TheDangerHour at Yahoo.com. Email me. I don't care. Send me anything. Send me recipes. I'll make them. Send me movie recommendations. I'll watch them. Send me music recommendations. I'll listen to them. Send me nude photos of your mother. I'll look at them. As long as they're tastefully done. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I'll still look at them. The Danger Hour at yahoo.com I promise you just I look at this stuff I don't sell your shit to those companies man that try to make algorithms to, to sell you stuff man that's not me bro that's not me so yeah all these assholes that interrupt you while you're eating oh, fuck you fuck you alright whoa boy this one went long boy I had uh, extra diarrhea of the mouth this week huh boys and girls well, that's what happens when you don't podcast for so long. But uh, hey, hopefully you uh, you pulled some entertainment out of this fucking thing. Because I, I had fun doing it. So if you had fun listening, I guess that's an even exchange. <laughs> all right. Uh, first of all, I want, you know, I want to give a shout out to David. David, you know who you are. He actually requested more podcasts. And uh, goddamn, what a great compliment. So uh, thanks, David. Boy, you sure are swell. And shout out to Jacqueline, too. You know why? Because you're his sister. And uh, even though you have your smug comments about 
me doing my podcast. I think uh, you secretly deep down. Now you probably don't like it. Uh, never mind. So uh, thanks, David. Appreciate it, buddy. So I'm going to include a song at the end of the show. I know. Why can't you make it a little shorter, James? Why are you going to add more time? Well, it's my prerogative. Bobby Brown, James? Nope, that's not the song. I'm going to play Nice and White Satin by the Moody Blues, the song that uh, really had an impact on me or someone that I know. And uh, uh, I think it's a great fucking song. I've always liked it, but uh, it's just a whole new level now. So I'm going to, I'm going to play this and uh, hopefully you enjoy it. Maybe you should play it in the dark. And uh, really, really appreciate it. So yeah, the song is dedicated to all the Manfest guys. And you know what? All the rest of you guys that listen. Not the girls, because you don't matter. Just the guys. <laughs> Send your hate mail to thedangerhour at yahoo.com. And as always, stay dangerous, my friends. <sighs> Later. Nights in white satin Never reaching the end Letters I've written Never meaning to send Beauty I'd always missed With these eyes before Just what the truth is I can't say anymore Cause I love you Some hand in hand Just what I'm going through They can understand Some try to tell me Thoughts they cannot defend Just what you want to I love you
Oh